Does the AI in CIA mean artificial intelligence? What if a cow drank human milk? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life. Hello, mortals. Welcome to this Paranormal Life, the only paranormal podcast where we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, claim, case, or beast. Uh, where Kit and I are the hosts. You're goddamn right. We're very excited to be back on another Paranormal Tuesday with a very interesting tale. A lot of other podcasts will talk, ask about how each other are doing. Right. That would only be dispelling classified information. I don't want to tell you how my week went, all right? Because then you know shit about me. How's, how's my week? Classified. What's my name? Classified. When's my birthday? Of course, classified. This is you on a date? <laughs> So what do I do for fun? Huh? How about that's f- classified? You mind your own business. They're just like, I already know a lot about you from your Tinder profile. Which How did you get you access to that classified database? Today's episode comes from a fantastic listener submission uh, from Swan Levitt, who emailed his story to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com for us to investigate. And Swan, we've got you covered, buddy. We're going to rip this case wide open. He said... Hello, Kit and Rory. My name is Swan Levitt, and I have a story to tell. Uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing a little bit, but this is essentially what his email said. I live on the Isle of Wight, a small island south of mainland Britain. The Isle of Wight has a lot of history. It has Roman villas, Anglo-Saxon settlements, and a big-ass Norman castle smack bang in the middle of it. It's also pretty damn creepy, and often regarded as the most haunted island in the world. Really? Uh, Allegedly. Even more than Atlantis? Well, that's not an island, right? It's in the bottom of the ocean. It was an island. Yeah. But even then, I would have thought, like, Alcatraz is probably pretty haunted. (laughs) I guess it's an island. Yeah. Where ghosts went to jail or whatever happened there. Yeah, because you have the regular high-security prison, and then in the ghost realm, you have the even higher security. It's surprisingly hard to keep ghosts in place. Yeah. Which was extra sad when the prisoners died in Alcatraz and they were like, well, at least I'm free. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> you're going to ghost Traz. Well, what was your sentence here before? 50 years? Five million years in ghost prison. What? And then I get out. Then you go to hell. <laughs> okay. I stole some bread. How is this fair? <laughs> he continued. My story takes place at Areton Manor. Its history dates back to as early as... 872. Jesus. Yeah. You know it's bad when it's only three digits. It must have been built around then, but records are pretty vague when it comes to the Dark Ages. Of course. However, the house is specifically mentioned in King Alfred the Great's will in 885, offering the manor to his son, Athelweird. Athelweird. Weird. What? (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm just pronouncing it wrong. Athel... Athelweird. It looks like Athelweird. How is it spelled? Think Athel. Right. And then weird. Okay. W-E-A-R-D. Okay. Weird. Maybe weird. Weird. Athelweird. It's going to be much less distracting if you pronounce it Athelweird. If we change it. Okay. So we gave it to Athelfreak. Was that chiller? opposite of what I said. It was also later owned by William the Conqueror. Edward the Confessor. And then monks resided there for over 400 years. The royalty dropped the ball. Why did they let it slip out of the grip of the royal family? Well, it eventually slipped back into royal hands. Thank God. When it was owned by Councillor de Pomperoy. Now, at this point, the manor was a beautiful place. Expensive decorations, dazzling furnishings. But as we know, the history of places like this are seeped into the walls, carved into the rock. You can't escape them. Of course. With your lavish furnishings. (laughs) You can put, no matter how beautiful the Ikea rug is you put over the uh, blood-stained floors, the blood will seep through. Exactly. Listen, we've all, I don't know a lot about the royalty of old in Britain, uh, but I have seen Game of Thrones. And I understand that they have many castles. Uh, it's a they sort of swan about all of them, and generally 
a lot of bloody stuff goes on in there. Yeah, ungodly stuff as well. We're I talking mean, praying to fire gods. Yep, we're talking killing entire families of people, entire bloodlines inside the these walls. Yeah, that stuff's not getting scrubbed out by Mister Muscle. No, you, you can't just hang a plasma over the gallows you know that shit you can't roomba <laughs> the blood of the innocent trust me we tried we tried a whole horde of roombas the Ro- it would work like a ghostbusters trap you know and just kind of trap the demons in sort there. of luigi's mansion style suck them up but when we came back they possessed the roombas the roombas were very the much roombas were sentient they uh-huh. were actually muttering ancient curses trying to suck up the humans via their shoes the roombas were going in a kind of satanic spell circle they weren't hoovering up dust anymore that's for sure well late one night the count was sleeping peacefully in his enormous warm bed when he heard a faint light tapping on his bedroom door he tried to sleep through it but the tapping persisted so he jumped out of bed, stormed over to the door, and flung it open. What is it? He yelled into the empty halls. But there was no one there. Now this continued as the days went on, tapping late at night. The Count eventually stopped going to the door, until one night he'd had enough. And he ran over to the door, threw it open, and all of a sudden, he felt a number of unseen hands shove him backwards into the room. Whoa. His housekeeper, who had heard the commotion and was there at the time, said that she had seen two strange monks push him from the doorway and then disappear. Well, they are strange monks. They're very violent, apparently. But also, I mean, I don't think there's been monks in this place for years and years. It slipped right. back into royal hands. That's very, very true. I mean, if something was tapping on your window to begin with what are you gonna think it is probably a bird oh so this is his door um okay well my point is moot (laughs) (laughs) cool i was very it's paranormal then yes of course it is no but i get if it's door you know maybe it's your kids scratching at the door you know be like "Uh, papa you have you didn't feed us off (laughs) feed yourselves you're wankers or maybe it's like Mice nibbling away, scratching at the door. Very possible. Uh, this place is probably rat infested. For with sure. With all the blood lying around, the rats are probably jacked on uh, the on blood of the innocent. But um, yeah, totally. Could be animals running around the place. So this is most unusual. It is most unusual. But not unusual enough to be paranormal. So let's flash forward Pachoo! to the year 1560 when the manor was owned by a woman named Mrs. Barnby Lay. Now, nearing the end of her life, one of her two sons, James or Thomas, would inherit the property. Hmm. But which one? To determine this, the brothers proposed a duel. No. I thought thought it was clear-cut. I thought it was, like, the eldest. No? Uh, I guess not. I don't know how it works on the Isle of Wight. Oh, it's different rules. It's like international waters. (laughs) Yes, prison rules. God damn. Yeah, I I don't know. 1560, they they obviously had guns. So guns were around. I don't know how... Did they? When were guns invented? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure guns were like 1400s. Let's guess. When did you think... uh, When are you saying a gun was invented? 1464. And we're not, and we're not talking like Chinese, like the first cannon ever, because that's bullshit. We're talking the first yeah. rifle. We're not, a, we're not talking about a, a caveman sticking a pebble in a bamboo shoot and firing it in another caveman's asshole. We're talking about a full-on Western gunpowder cowboy hat gun-slinging, lasso-tossing, cowboy-boot-wearing, spike-house-horse-riding, western, dirty-ass, pub-drinking, whiskey-sucking rifle. And you think that was the 1400s? (laughs) I'm gonna say 1600. 1600. We both overshot. (laughs) This is on a website called Gun Timeline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which presumably was a premium Squarespace URL. It just <laughs> costs thousands. It's just blank calendars until it gets to the year it was invented. And it's just a picture of a barrel pointed at me through the screen. <laughs> you ducked out of shock. Whoa. Whoa. 
<laughs> Careful where you're pointing that thing, Junior. Uh, essentially, uh, historians have concluded that um, uh, 1364 was the year where, uh, I guess, what? guns were at least popularized. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. My sense of history is so off. Yeah, because 1364, I think, swords, knights, maybe? When are maybe. When were knights around? That's a, You need to go to nighttimeline.com. <laughs> Source rather sword timeline.com. Just nothing, nothing, nothing till a crossbow. <laughs> uh, when <laughs> I was gonna say, when were knights invented? <laughs> when were knights? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna guess around? 900. I'm gonna guess 1200. <laughs> <gasps> well, the Knight Templars were um, 11. How do you even say this number? 11,118. What do you mean 11,118? That, that's in the future. <laughs> they come back. I meant 11. One th- I meant 1,000. 1,118. Yeah. Christ. Well, let's move on. <laughs> I'm talking about future nights. All right. The duel was on. They lined up. They walked their 10 paces, turned to face each other, and bam! Fired their guns. When the smoke was cleared... Thomas had been killed. Not Thomas. However, Thomas had also shot James, <gasps> who was now also dying. It makes sense. They're brothers. They have the same DNA, same killer instinct, the same, same trigger same finger. Aim. Yeah, this is the worst possible outcome of a, of a duel, <laughs> I think. Both of you killing each other. It's just completely pointless. Well, um, Swan went uh, on to write in his email. James, after this, had the deeds to the house, but he himself was now on his deathbed. Christ. A proper shit show. This is where things get interesting. Now, James's son, John, wanted all the wealth to fall to him when his father died. Of course. But James disliked his son. <laughs> what? I don't know the context behind that. And instead decided to give his whole inheritance to Annabelle, his sweet little daughter whom he adored. Now, obviously, John wasn't happy at the thought of his 10-year-old sister getting the manor and not him. So, before his father could write his will declaring Annabelle as rightful owner to the house, John tiptoed into his father's bedchamber and smothered him with a pillow. <gasps> no. Yeah. Sneak again. What, what is more going on rich, in this family? Sneaky ass shit going down. This family is incredibly dysfunctional. But just as John turned around to leave the room, he saw Annabelle, his sister, standing in the doorway. She witnessed everything. And she's only 10, did you say? Only 10 <gasps> years old. But Run, John- Annabelle! <laughs> Run for your life! He's got a pillow and he's not afraid to use it. John, in his panic, dragged Annabelle upstairs and hurled her from the highest window. She was killed immediately. Of course. Lots of evil shit is going down in this manner. Would you even want it at this point, sir? Who is this piece of shit? Because, yes. Oh, hey, I got the manor. I killed my own father and then my sister. That won't come back and literally haunt me. Well, usually this is where you, Kit, would ask me, Rory, for evidence. And I, Rory, would say, Kit, I have none. Okay. To be clear. I'm trying to be as clear as possible. But I, Rory, don't have to do that anymore. Because this isn't my, Rory, my case. This is Swan's case. This is a Swan song. All right, Kit? You see, you're you're throwing a lot of information at me, but the crux of it seems to be you have no basis for any of what you just said. I was trying to be blatantly clear. What I was trying to say is... This ain't on me. This is on Swanee. Well, you chose to cover this story. It's an, it was an obligation to a listener, all right? But I included it, and you'll find out why. Because Swan has a personal connection with Ariton Manor. No. He writes, My brother, Luke, worked as a caretaker and gardener there. The house, now open to the public, is shut during winter months, but gardens still have to be kept up. I quickly became jealous of my brother's new job, mad that he got it and I didn't. So I crept into his room. No, Swan! I hate my brother, (laughs) Annabelle. I challenged him to a duel, but the coward ignored me. (laughs) I said pistols at dawn and he didn't show. I challenged him to a Yu-Gi-Oh duel. I challenged him to Beyblades at dawn. (laughs) 
winner gets the manor. He's like, I don't, neither of us own the manor and I don't own a Beyblade. What's more, I have a job and I'm busy. Leave me alone. Too busy to let it rip with your brother? (laughs) Yes. 100% yes. (laughs) Oh. Well, the current owner has two children, a boy and a girl. They enjoyed playing around in the gardens, running around, chasing each other through the various hedge mazes. My brother would often have a laugh with them while he cut the grass and raked the leaves, etc. But one day, he noticed one of the children playing on her own. Weird, he thought. The kids would always play together when they came home from school. So he asked the girl, Where's your brother? Is he sick or something? The girl smiled and replied, No, he's fine. He's just playing with Annabelle. We've heard that name before. My brother went pale. He had heard the stories of the little girl who was thrown from the window, but he shrugged it off. It's obviously just a friend from school, so he went on, working away, slogging through the day. That was until he entered the hedge maze. (laughs) Don't go in the hedge maze. I feel like if anything spooky happens in your day, avoid all hedge mazes. Like anything unlucky, like you trip up because your shoelace was undone. I'm staying the hell away from a hedge maze. If a little girl even hints at having contacted a deceased spirit, just tell the boss, I'm not feeling great today. Yeah. I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'll see you tomorrow morning. going to sleep on it. That's a good one. going to let that day's events pass by, watch some Netflix, forget about it. Yeah. But don't even sleep. Don't put your head down because that's when they pillow you. All right. So oh you, yeah, you, you gotta stay the, up yeah. all night, granted. All night. And you're gonna feel horrible the next day. Yeah, but you're, you're gonna feel alive as well, which is pretty great. So tell your boss, hey, I'm not coming in today. I'm feeling a little ill. Then you hang up, load your shotgun, point it at the front door, turn the table up, you know, just sit there waiting, waiting, waiting. Right. Pizza delivery guy knocks on the door because you forgot you ordered a pizza. Of course. He says, I've got a pepper. Boom! Blast. One warning shot. Get the son of a bitch off the porch. Then, you know, Amazon delivery guy because you forgot you bought a bunch of shit on Amazon. <laughs> you bought some shotgun shells on Amazon. <laughs> you go to fire your gun. He's got the shells. What do you do now? You're in the thick of it. No time to think. Open the door. Grab a pillow. Smother the son of a bitch. So now you're smothering people. <laughs> Next thing you know, you look in the mirror and... <gasps> You are the demon. You look over the pizza delivery guys, Annabelle. It's a slippery slope, guys. You know what they say? You either, what is it? You either die a normie or live long enough to see yourself become a demon. I think that was a Batman quote, yeah. So we entered the hedge maze. Now this is where he saw the owner's other child, the boy, playing around on his own, laughing and clearly talking to someone else, someone who wasn't there. Who are you talking to? My brother asked. Um, I'm not supposed to say. What do you mean? Annabelle doesn't like adults. Then the boy ran away giggling. What ages are these children? Oh, 17 and 18. (laughs) I I mean, they're young enough. Hopefully young enough for this to be not normal, but... I mean, when was the last time you ran away giggling? (laughs) I like to think it's been quite a few years. The email continued. His boss would often tell stories of his daughter talking at night to a child who wasn't there. He would also look up at the highest window and catch a glimpse of a pale little girl standing behind the glass. This is really escalating. Reportedly, you can also hear a sobbing voice coming from upstairs saying, Mama? Mama? (laughs) But it's not the little girl. I I actually don't know where that comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because, well, I guess uh, if it's Annabelle, she's Uh the daughter of one of the brothers. So she had a mom. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. But it it could be Annabelle or it could be this little girl. Sure. It could be the alive little girl. Oh, yeah, it could be. (laughs) What is an alive little girl doing up behind a, a, a glass window at night? Well, that's true. Well, also in the email, Swan recommended that we check out an episode of Most Haunted, where the crew actually went to the manor and investigated it overnight. Right. We've uh, featured Most Haunted on this podcast before. It's just a staple, household staple of the kind of UK TV uh, paranormal scene. Uh, Paranormal investigators and psychic mediums team up to investigate Britain's most famous 
paranormal cases. Yeah, and you know, uh, the the show is is um, led by uh, Derek Cora, mm-hmm. who's a controversial figure in the paranormal world. You know, some people say that he's a uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Someone who is sneaky, sneaky little sneakster. He's a charlatan. A little, a little charlatan. And I, and I, you know, that's their opinion. You know, I won't say a bad word against them. But I looked at the documentary and I found some earth-shattering evidence. You did? I did. I mean, at one point, Derek Akora is possessed by the spirit of a man who used to live in this manner. And it is some of the most captivating paranormal evidence that I've ever witnessed before. Arata Manor is an ancient home on the Isle of Wight, and it's providing an awful lot of evidential interest for the most haunted crew. There had already been several incidents of apparent poltergeist activity, and now in the attic, something seemed to have taken hold of Derek. Derek? 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 Okay, mate. Come back. Come on. Who are you? Are you the spirit we were speaking? Oh, Edward! Edward, hello, Edward. Are you Edward Bryan? Correct! Correct! Edward, can you converse with us? Can you talk to us? Yes, I can! Yes, I can! We want to understand why you're still here. I want to be here. I want to be here. That's fine. That's what? fine. What? You don't mind That's us being fine. here, do you? Where's that woman? Who's that ace? Where's the woman? I'm here. What? Good lady. Good lady. Good lady. Good lady. What do you? Did you die, Edward? Dead, dead, dead. Keep on telling me dead, dead. Everyone keeps on telling me dead. He should have protected me. He promised me he would. Yes. Uh, yes, I will see him. I will see <laughs> yeah. him. Edward, did Charlie they take you boy. away from your house? Charlie boy. <laughs> Charlie boy. Where are you? Where are you? Who was Charlie boy, Edward? Charles the first. No, well, what year was he here? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Derek. 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 So obviously, as I said, you have some of the most convincing paranormal evidence I've ever seen in my life. Holy smokes. It's rare that we get to see a actual possession caught on camera. Obviously, that was a very passionate possession. Yeah. Uh, a lot of heart and energy. I mean, that's what happens when a demon is controlling your innards. It's pretty violent. Uh, I guess on the, m- the the more critical judgment of this, anytime anyone asked him about a specific date, he kind of either just fell over or started screaming. Like he couldn't actually tell anyone when anything was happening. He seemed to be very forthcoming <laughs> with easy bits of information, uh, such as who's Charlie. He said Charles the first, and then I think he was asked when was Charles the first here, and then he just blacked out, <laughs> pretended to be asleep. <laughs> he slowly fell over onto the ground, and then they asked if he was okay, and then he awoke again, not possessed anymore. But look, I don't know how this stuff works. Maybe after a couple hundred years in the demon dimension, you lose track of time and space. Because that's not Derek trying to answer them. That's the demon trying to comprehend time and space through Derek's body. Yeah, we can't uh, can't really criticize Derek for this one. He was not in control of himself. A bit confusing that, you know, the English language hasn't really changed in, what, 500 years or more uh, when I think it has actually so i thought this was a good case because not only do we have this first-hand account of Derek akora being possessed by a demon we have a whole um episode of the show they shot with a lot of paranormal stuff happening but we also have one of our very own listeners having a first-hand well, i guess second-hand connection to this manner which is incredible it's not something that we get to deal with every day it's rare it, it really is rare. And whilst it's easy to sort of pick apart what Derek Accor was doing there, and whenever you watch Most Haunted, you feel detached and you can sort of say, well, those folks are making money off making that show. That's their livelihood. That's Derek's livelihood is getting possessed. 
That's yeah. a bit of a conflict of interest, unfortunately, is that the more more times you get possessed, the more money you make. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not that's not what the industry you want to be in when you're trying to pose yourself as a credible paranormal investigator. Yeah, it's kind of like saying I'm a film critic and the more five stars I hand out, the bigger my house gets yeah like if we got paid for every yes on this podcast we'd be handing them out left right and center <laughs> we'd be f- dead in a gutter because we'd be broke as hell <laughs> but what's actually exciting is that we have someone who does not have any interest financially in this there's no even emotional investment really in this that they just simply work in the area yeah and that they have had a first-hand encounter with this uh, and it sounds like in all likelihood other people who work there have too. It seems to be that this is a known paranormal situation. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's been a number of cases which I didn't even include uh, just for time's sake. But yeah, the fact that it's it has all these rumors about it, the monks, the children talking to Annabelle, this d- duel that went wrong. I mean, there's so much history, dark history, just embedded in the walls of this place that it makes perfect sense that this would become a haunted location. Especially with kids, you know, kids talking to ghosts. Because that's a thing, right? Is that people believe that when we were kids, we could see everything, see demons. And as you get older, you kind of lose that ability. Yeah, that kids are more connected somehow to the spirit realm because they've just come from there Yeah, within recent times. Um, and maybe that's why we can't remember stuff from being kids as well because we're kind of i don't know off with the fairies a bit which i think is personally ridiculous you're telling me that billy over here the guy that can't even say his own name just who's just shat in his own pants he can see a demon and i can't you're trying to tell me that well you're wearing blackout shades so you can't see anything right now i'm just like in a kindergarten full leather trench coat neo glasses oh yeah you guys can see demons how about you count to five i'll do that for you right now one two four sorry i i got that wrong uh the numbers are on the board in the (laughs) kindergarten behind me uh sorry i'm stressed i just i feel like there's a demon in the room could you kids tell me if there's oh could you kids tell uncle rory if there's a demon in the room (laughs) none of them are listening brick at your head hey you little shit (laughs) the only thing with the kids and the reason i ask what age they are is because it is entirely possible if you think of this as a kind of scientific experiment we don't know if this is a closed experiment we don't know if these kids have been told about annabelle before maybe just as a storytelling exercise the parents might have said hey this is the history of this building isn't that fun little timmy yeah a little girl called annabelle used to live in this very room isn't that cute anyway night night uh <laughs> and then we know that kids sometimes have imaginary friends. Maybe they simply combine those two things. Very true. Very true. Because, I mean, they could have used it uh, Tomino's Hell style, where it's like, oh, yeah, little Billy, uh, remember to eat your vegetables or mm-hmm. Annabelle will throw you out the highest window of the, the house. They might have. It kind of reminds me of, um, oh, you haven't, you haven't seen Hill House, have you? Haunting of Hill House. No. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's like a paranormal story that all takes place around this one house and the dark history there and there's some imaginary friends there's some ghosts there's a lot of this sort of stuff going on right Uh, i mean the conclusion of that was that yeah the house was haunted as shit it was was ghosts leaking out the walls um but i don't know if that's where we're going to come down on today and yet we must conclude so let's look at our evidence hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of your yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Exhibit A, a whole video and documentary of paranormal stuff happening by TV's Most Haunted who, granted, we have uh, completely disproven all of their evidence before. We have our email from our listener, Swan Levitt. Granted, it's not even him that was there. It was his brother. Mm -hmm. So that's secondhand, right? But is that enough? Is that enough paranormal juice? I mean, we have years and years of paranormal stuff uh, happening at this place, but very little photographic evidence very little video evidence outside of this documentary i think that's what i need here is this this would be very very interesting if maybe a kids maybe visited with no prior knowledge imagine a kid mm. visiting from a different part of the country never been to the isle of wight never been to this castle and they arrived and they started running around the hedge going oh hey annabelle now that would be something else yeah but the fact that these kids live in the premises as far as i understand means there's a good chance that they already know about annabelle which doesn't mean that they're not communicating with the dead spirit of annabelle who's thrown out the tire but it's a difficult leap when we know that even the legend of annabelle being thrown out of the tire isn't a historical record yeah the word legend and legend states uh, was used qu quite a few enough times uh <laughs> while reading up in this case that it made me a little iffy Got it. Um, I think what we really need here is, if it is possible, uh, Swan, to clarify, maybe from your brother or maybe you know yourself, whether or not these kids had heard the legend of Annabelle before they started talking about seeing this ghost named Annabelle. I think that would really, that would push the needle definitely uh, towards the direction of a yes a little more for me personally. But until then, we must conclude... Kit, where are you? Where is your hammer of judgment coming down on this week? A bit like Derek Akora in that clip. Uh, as soon as you ask me what my conclusion is, I'm going to slowly <laughs> pass out uh, right here in the chair and refuse to answer. Um, I think it's going to have to be a, a no by default for now. I think I'm right there with you. We're we're, we're close. We got so much uh, paranormal evidence here, but none of it. None of it uh, is that silver bullet we need to take down this beast. <laughs> what, Annabelle? <laughs> <laughs> That's ghosts, right? Silver bullets? <laughs> silver bullet is a ghost. Golden knife is a werewolf. Titanium AK is Dracula, I think. I think these are just the Call of Duty unlockables. <laughs> the 420 weed skin takes down Sasquatch. <laughs> But wow, what a case. Unfortunately, a no this week. But thank you so much to Swan Levitt for emailing in his case. Guys, we love investigating your own stories, even if they're a big old no. <laughs> so so uh, remember to email in your stories to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. And you can have Kit and myself, the two most prestigious paranormal investigators, take on your case personally. Pro grata. I don't know what that means. Pro grata pro gratification i still don't know what moving means. on god i just talked about how professional we were and you don't know the phrase pro grata jesus christ so you can get me the professional and kit this child i guess uh quick sidebar to, to quick investigate sidebar. yeah what is profession we say that a lot i what i don't know what it actually you don't means. know what the word professional means i'm not a i mean i have like a ballpark that's guess so that's ridiculous it, like not exactly that's i don't need insane. to keep this in obviously but i think you're actually illiterate what is 
What is illiterate? I hate to ask. I hate to ask. What it? What is illiterate? That is what you are. It's a long word. That's the word you are. Fine though. if it's me, but what is it? It means you don't know words. You must have known it. Don't look at me like that. You must have known. Don't you nod your head? All I said was you don't know words. What word in did you not know from that sentence? Word? I honestly you don't hate know to ask. I hate to be that guy. You don't know the word word. I'm not used You've to heard. an S being on the end. Like I've heard word before, but but like, not words. No. I was I was gonna tell you that's the plural version, but I'm assuming plural. You you don't I know the word plural, plural is some kind of soup. <laughs> but, but you know, so you know what soup is. That shit's delicious. <laughs> you know delicious. You know so many very specific words. That is soup is exquisite. <laughs> Soup is exquisite. It is the finest cuisine that I <laughs> love to consume. Thank you so much uh, for emailing in. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. A ghost story. We don't get a lot of ghost stories. I had a ghost story in a minute. I like to keep a good balance of all the different paranormal genres. Yeah, a bit of cryptid, a bit of uh, mm-hmm. boogies, a bit of um, uh, uh, conspiracies and aliens and UFOs. And if you want all of those spookies, the best place to to discuss them all is on Facebook at our secret society, the This Paranormal Life Secret Society. Shh. The keyword uh, to enter is shh, because it's supposed to be on the down low, but we do want you to tell your friends, obviously, and invite everyone, because it's you a gotta, party, you know? You and there are, it's it's very secret, very select. There are thousands of people in there at this point. Yeah, and like the news is picking up on it. A couple places are, they're throwing around the C word, the four letter C word. All right, cult. I'm gonna say it. Let's I just, said let's cult just get on it the out there. Let's, let's, just get, let's get it out, out of there. there. Let's air all these, air these grievances. Come on. It is not a cult, unless cult means a like minded group of people all gathered in a field uh, to form some sort of dangerous religious. Um, uh, uh, ideological driven catacomb uh, cataclysmic destructive dangerous society and if, if that's what if that, that's what makes us a cult, cult yeah call us a fucking we're, cult <laughs> we're a cult but until then it's just a commune baby of happy like-minded of what i said the cataclysmic before all the dangerous all the dangerous stuff yeah just a group of happy people so come along it's not a cult it's definitely not a cult uh it's a great time to meet a bunch of friends and find out about amazing things like our patreon the this paranormal life patreon where if the paranormal well is a little dry and you're in that sahara you're looking for a little just a drop a drop of bigfoot you know we got an ocean of paranormal shit for you to ingest. We are talking a whole backlog of bonus episodes. Um, it's how we support the show and keep this this crazy train, this ghost train running. Um, so definitely check that out. And also, if you do support us on Patreon, as you know, you get a very special shout out at the end of our show. So thank you to James Caswell. James Mike Caswell have handed me a lottery ticket. Because he just dumped a buttload of cash in the Patreon bucket. I like, I didn't, I'm just reading it, uh, reading your screen via the mirror. uh, So it's all backwards. But am I right to assume three bill? I didn't want to say it on the cast, but we're we're in the billy club. We're in the three comma club. Tres comas. Tres comas. James, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, really, you shouldn't have. We are going to do bad things with this money. Oh, yeah. We're not going to be Bill Gateses of the world. No. Curing malaria. I mean, I weirdly want to know what animal fighting is like now. Like, immediately, that's my first thought. What's yeah. it like to make animals fight each other? That was my go-to, too. As well. Along with... Um... I mean, you wanted to do that while we were poor. Which was, which was a little weird. Yeah, well, I it thought wasn't a we, we couldn't afford food, so I thought we'd just, you know, fight the animals, eat the victors. Yeah, but I want to make animals fight. No, I don't want to actually strangle a goat. Look, I'm going to keep the money in my account. Don't worry about it. I'll trickle some down to Kit. Uh, what do you mean? Trickle down isn't a great phrase to use. I'll give him a little pocket money every month. But, hey, as long as I get tres comas, I'm happy. You're not. You're not getting tres comas. <laughs> Thanks also to Amy Grisdale. 
That's right, Amy Grizzly Grizzdale. If you want to talk to an animal fighting expert, Amy's <laughs> the one. She's been a billionaire since the mid-90s. Wow. And she, of course, got quickly into the uh, very prestigious, high-class sport that is uh, mauling dogs against oh, each other. Uh, you know, it's the old saying, you don't get into the billy club without strangling a few animals. So, uh, Amy... I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing so well for yourself. Hopefully those days are behind you, but who cares? You're rich. Thanks also to Thiden Gogwin Bogdanis. There's Poseidon, Lord of the Ocean, and then uh-huh. Thiden. Whoa. King, king of the mud. <laughs> Holy shnikes. <laughs> they don't talk about him much because, you know, there's not a lot of mud on Earth. Uh, and it kind of dries up and just becomes soil. So his land is always kind of fluctuating. Sometimes he's got a bit and then it dries right, up. Right, like if it rains, he gets a kingdom oh, yeah, for baby. A, a couple days. Yeah. Mudslides, that's him. That's him. That's his peak. That's as much as he yeah. can do is like a mudslide. Thanks for slinging a little mud our way, Thiden. Uh, oh, appreciated. Yeah, appreciate those mud pies. You can do a mud mask. That's good for your skin, right? That's great for your skin. Thanks, Thanks Thiden. Thiden. Thanks to Liam Remington. Liam, Liam wouldn't want to be him. Because this SOB is being hunted by the MIBs. Holy shit. That's right. They always talk about where the Roswell UFO crashed. They don't talk about where the Roswell alien crashed. That son of it's a bitch him. landed on in Liam's back garden. Oh, I thought you were saying Liam was the f- gray and bold. No, no, no. Liam has had to put up with this, this alien gray oh. living in his house. For the last, God, 60 years, 70 years. Christ. I know. Wouldn't want to be him, Liam. Worst housemate ever. He Terrible. Just... He keeps saying, yeah, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to go back and fix it. He's like, it's been years. I'm old. You haven't aged a day, little gray. But I'm old now. <laughs> so, Liam, I hope that son of a bitch eventually moves out and gets his, gets his act together. But hang in there, buddy. Thanks also to Simon Logan. Simon's into Mimin where he takes out a little invisible wallet oh. and he takes out a little coin oh. and he drops that coin in the bucket of the paranormal peasants. Oh. Uh, which, which is cool because it, it looks really amazing. But um, Simon, we need real money. We do. Otherwise, we're going to have to mime a bonus episode back to you, which takes as long as recording a real episode. So long. So Mime and Simon, thank you for the support. We appreciate the real money and the mime money. The mimey. The Th- mime? Thanks also to Dylan Dwyer. Dylan Dwyer is killing fire. That's right, you've heard of a firefighter, but have you ever heard of a fire killer? No. There's not a lot of There's been one. Dylan? Dylan. Oh. They rolled up to the burning house, blasting it with their hoses, but Dylan put on a pair of knuckle dusters and just jumped into the building, swinging Whoa. punches wildly at the flames. They had to rescue him, obviously. He suffocated almost instantly from the smog. He dropped to the floor. Oh, um, that's awful. Shattering a bunch of the family's valuables on the way down. He, like, swiped a whole casket full of um, Fabergé eggs. But he went down swinging, literally. We'll always clap out some vigilante justice here in the pod. That's, That's good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks also to Darcy Drake. Darcy Drake? Could it be the... Multi-award-winning recording artist Drake is a patron of this paranormal life. You need to stop getting excited every time you see the name Holy Drake. Holy shite. I can't believe he's taking the time out of his hectically busy recording and touring schedule you just must to know. chime a couple bucks into the buckets of the paranormal peasants. You must know this isn't Dr- the Drake. He must have heard some of Rory's previous freestyles on the cast and just wanted a piece of the puzzle this is like when you got really excited when we were uh sponsored by jason nelly of uh, course you thought it was the rapper nelly who else it just how you, many other people you do you get, know called nelly there's quite a few honestly really but darcy if you are drake himself rap twice to let us know <laughs> thanks also to mark abrahams mark Ada hams. That's right. Mark what? ate an entire ham. Now I know what you're thinking. He ate a whole roast pig. No, he ate a whole live pig. What? Live. 
squirming about, curly tail and all. How big is Mark Abrahams? He's worryingly small. He is a very small. He's about the size of a pig. Four foot nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It just doubled his body mass. Uh, he caught the thing and just went to town. Which hey, we have fought and strangled a lot of animals to get to the top. Yeah. So Mark, if you got to eat a pig to get to the Billy Club, then eat a freaking Billy goat and become the goat. <laughs> Mark, do what you gotta do. We need that on one of those, like, you know, like, uh, Instagram inspirational, like, yeah. scenes. Thanks also to Jenny Hendy. Jenny Hendy, the girl who's worryingly bendy. You know how people say, can you bend down and touch your toes? She can bend down and touch her nose. <laughs> Full 360 all the what? way around. Grab her own face. It is incredible. She's like a human... A human... Why can't I think of anything that curls around? That's bendy. Yeah, a human uh, stick. No, uh, no like they're a not human bendy. board. No, that's definitely not a bendy. Human, anything but that. Uh, anything bendy at all. Anything uh, stretchy. Whale. No, not human really. Whale. I, no. Not really. A little bit bendy. Uh, this should be easy, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be anything. It should um, be super simple. She's super bendy like a... Uh, Bored. Right. Did I? S no, you already said. It's definitely not bored. Right. Like a. Well, we'll just say she's super bendy, like a flexible board. That's the only. That's as far as I'm gonna get. I'll be honest with you. So thank you so much for your support. Um, Hope medical science figures that one out. Exactly. Uh, at some point. Thank you too, Jen Kens. Oh, you thought Jenny Handy was bendy? You should see Jen Ken's bends. What? She can bend around twice, miss the nose, and back to the toes. What? She's as bendy as a f***ing board. Was there some sort of bend-related accident that these people were involved with? I've never heard of this condition. I think they were involved in some sort of accident involving the, uh, the rack. You know, the medieval uh, torture device, oh. the rack. It wasn't a glorious... Uh, um, incident you know but like a lot of superheroes you know the thing that makes them super is is quite painful and traumatic god well hopefully things are looking up since being on a medieval torture rack that's for sure yeah and if it isn't looking up just bend backwards thanks also to nathan vigil nathan vigil the vigilante uh he is on the run absolutely um vigilante as we talked about big fan of them on the podcast Ooh. they're not really qualified as the thing to kind of bring people to justice they just have weapons yeah that's more or less it which is great it's very dad squad of you I'm, I'm behind squad. it 100 percent. if you haven't had a child yet nathan you should really consider having a child for um entry into the dad squad absolutely that's pretty much the only qualification you need a is child a child and, and a gun, gun. <laughs> and lastly but not leastly thanks so much to paul Wait, Paul, as in P, as in P Diddy, P Diddy no. listens to our podcast. P Diddy, Drake, Tupac, they're all here. Which seems so unlikely because, as we covered on a bonus episode, Tupac is dead. Dead, a hundred percent dead. Uh, however, P Diddy still around, so this is very likely. And I had no idea his name was Paul Diddy this <laughs> this whole time. Paul Diddler, a.k.a. P. Diddy for short. Paul Diddler the third, Shorten his name to P. Diddy for the rapping clout. And um, wow, Paul Diddler. <laughs> so happy to have your support on this show. To play us out this week, we've got a brand new song from myself and Kit. That's right. As many of you know, we don't just podcast together. We make music together in our band, Team RKT. We just released our first single of the year called Working Sundays, which you can stream online right now. Hope you enjoy. Can anybody in this old town Tell me where that I'm supposed to be I've been running from the very start, but towards the end of where I started, it's hard to say that I'll be alright, so I won't say anything. Cause when the days are over, you see that I'm not the person that I used to be. 
supposed to be Cause I've been looking out for road signs Driving where I'm not supposed to be And everybody on the sidelines You say you gotta promise that you won't leave So I keep running through the red lights Just so I know Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 